What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. A couple years ago, our family went to travel across Banff, and this was the first big trip that we took as a family on an airplane since our kids were little. My oldest son, he was very excited about going on the airplane for this long five-hour flight. So beforehand, I did my due diligence. I said, listen, you do not take water or liquids in your backpack. We had water bottles, but I went to the extent of making sure they were empty so we could fill them in once we got through security. So fast forward, we go through security. I was so excited because my bag made it through, but my son, Evan, his backpack got flagged and pulled off to the side. And I looked at him and he said, I have no water, I promise. And I was like, well, what is it? He said, I have no idea. The woman, a TSA agent pulls over his backpack and pulls out not one, not two, but three knives that he had in his backpack. Hey, this is Allison. And this is Chris, and you're listening to This Is Awkward. I mean, look, he didn't bring water on the plane. No. You did not specifically say he could not bring knives. And I got to say, that's on you. Like, I mean, you had to give him the full rundown. He didn't go to the TSA website. You should have said no water and no knives, please. Which I need to say, like, no explosives. Should I have told him that, too? I mean, yeah. He doesn't know he's a child. Come on. I want to let everyone know that these were, what are they, whittling knives. They were pocket knives. And he said um, his reaction was, I was going to whittle in Canada. We're going to this national forest i was gonna whittle i was like oh my gosh so his like really nice knives that he got as like birthday gifts from grandparents and stuff that he you know used to whittle sticks and pencils in our house got taken up yeah that was gonna be my next question is why well first it was like you know that was your fault allison you did not run through the full like banned item list but then number two why why did he have knives was going to be my follow-up question yes well you know we're a very outdoorsy family we don't now i will say we don't have guns we don't believe in guns but i mean that would have been <laughs> you guys probably would have not really made your trip bad. if that's what was in his bag just yeah right or like if he brought like a bb gun or something <laughs> that that could have been bad so thankfully it was just knives and i don't remember who i was telling the story to i'm really hoping i have not told it on the podcast yet I asked the TSA agent, like, where, what do they do with these things? What do they do with the things that they take up? And she was like, I have no idea. <laughs> lies, lies. Oh, wait. I had a conversation with someone. I was telling them this story and they were like, oh, I dated someone who was a TSA agent. The TSA agents who have been there long enough get to like first pick of the stuff. And you know, and that's what's happening. Like they have to yeah, be taking this stuff. They are. Absolutely. So that's what happens, unfortunately. You know, this that reminded me of, because uh, I was in Atlanta not that long ago, 
And then it's like a massive airport. I don't know. It's like, I think it's the biggest airport in the world or at least in the U.S. for sure. Really? And someone told me uh, that there's a documentary online or like on Peacock about the Atlanta airport. It's the inner workings of this giant airport. And I go and watch it. And they said, like, the TSA takes like basically one gun a day out of people's bags at that airport. It's like just short of one gun a day is getting confiscated out of people's luggage. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Is it just people that like are unaware they have a gun? Like they forgot? They no, have no, a gun no. They brought it on purpose. They were like, oh, I have a gun. Per- I have like my, what is it? A gun license. I can. Oh, I can, gun permit. Yeah, permit. Like I can, bring, ha- I can holding, bring my gun. What's, what's it called? A holding handheld. The carry permit. Gun. Or whatever. Permit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and they said, like, I think of the guns they confiscate, they said, like, the majority of them are loaded. Like, there's bullets in them. <gasps> and I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come it's on. the South. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's like bringing a, a pencil. Like, I'm like, oh, let me bring a pen with me just in case I might need to write something. Let me bring my gun in case I might need to gun yeah. something. But yeah, it was. Wow. Uh, Facts oh I probably gosh. didn't want to know about the airport. Like I didn't I didn't want to know that specific piece of information about the yeah. airport. I'm not gonna watch that documentary, but I will say I felt like a bad mom. Like in that moment, I'm standing there and there's this like young TSA TSA agent just pulling knives out of my son's backpack. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not a reflection on me. Okay, this is a reflection on him. You're on a list now. Father, you and your whole family me. are going to get you're flagged every time you go to the airport. You're going to you're like, I don't know why we get pulled out of the TSA line every time we fly. I don't know why this is. Oh, my gosh. It was bad. It was bad. Well, that was very awkward, I'm sure, for all of you. <laughs> your very confused son is like, why I can't bring my woodland knives. But you know what? This is what we do on This Is Awkward. We cover your awkward, specifically money stories to help you hopefully get through them without losing your friends and family along the way. And if you have an awkward money story, you can call in and share it with us. And we'll actually play it on our podcast. The number is 707-200-8259. You don't even have to tell us your name. It can be completely anonymous. And then you get to be on our podcast. Or if you're like, that's a little bit too much, you can go to awkwardpodcast.com where you can send us like a written story or you can actually send us a voice memo there that as well. But today's exciting because we don't have a written story. Mm -hmm. We don't have just an audio only call-in story. We have a, tell them, Chris. We have a video, an in-person awkward story that we collected while we were at podcast movement. So we're out there, we recorded some stuff and there are these, these two women who we interviewed they just had so much energy. They had great energy. And one of them they were was young. like, I have an awkward story. And I, we we're like, would you mind us recording this on camera? She was like, yeah, go for it. I don't care. So that is where our awkward story is coming from today. Yes. Of course, we do need you to know that this is able to happen because of your support. And you can support us at Patreon. You can join the This Is Awkward family Right now, we have Scroggy Mama, Angie, Logan hanging out with us live as we're recording. Uh, Chris, tell them what else we have with Patreon. Yeah. So first of all, you get an ad free feed. So, you know, you listen to the podcast, you know, we got ads in there. You're like, you know what? I'd rather just not. <laughs> if you become a patron, you don't have to listen to that. <laughs> and also, we, we, I mean, if you catch us live, you probably see this. But if you don't, we're recording things during those breaks as well between segments. So you get that in your podcast mm-hmm. feed. You get at least two bonus episodes every month. Uh, that's where uh, what I'm loving has moved over to. You get access to a private uh, Discord channels. And on top of that, you know, it starts at three bucks a month, but there's also a seven day free trial. So if you're like, mm, I don't know. What do you guys got going on behind that paywall? 
go in there for a whole week. You just go, look, we don't care. If you want to spend a week listening to everything in there, go for it. But yeah. seven days, do whatever you want. And if you like it, you stick around and keep joining us. Yeah, we hope you do. And if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash this is awkward podcast or click the link in our show notes. You can get there as well. But we will be back after a quick break. back from the break and let's hop into this video call i'm very excited i'm was sitting here before the live stream making sure that i got the setup right so hopefully it didn't break in like the 12 minutes since i set this up um, also if you didn't know we record live on youtube if you go to the popcorn finance youtube channel you can find our live streams just in case you didn't know about that so let's hear from our awkward story Hi, my name's Kate, and my awkward money situation is the financial expenses of weddings. I feel like being in my mid-20s, there's a lot of weddings going on right now in my life. I've been asked to be a bridesmaid multiple times, but bridesmaid trips especially are super expensive. Buying the dresses, buying the gifts, having to go to all these obligations, especially when it's a destination wedding. And I would love to know how you guys would recommend I spend my money with all that. I am so happy that she agreed to let us record that because one, she was very, very kind, just like one of the nicest people we met at the conference and um, gave us a great awkward story. So I want to ask you, Allison, because it feels like when it comes to weddings, like not like one, if you're in the wedding, women hold, you know, a lot of the responsibility of the planning anyways, but even just attending a wedding, it's still more expensive and more prep for a woman to get ready for a wedding than a man. Cause man, you just, you go rent a suit or you may have one in your closet. You just throw that bad boy on shave your face and you're good to go. Like you're not really doing a whole lot of extra mm-hmm. stuff. So I want to let you kick it off with like, what are your thoughts on the crazy expenses that it come with maybe attending a wedding, or even being part of like the wedding party? Yes. I've been a part of, I think just three weddings. I was a bridesmaid, three different weddings. And I will say that I agree. There are many more expenses than what meets the eye. Typically you get your makeup done. One of my weddings that I was a part of, I wasn't getting my makeup done. I was the only one. So the last minute I was like, okay, I'll just pay the hundred dollars to get my makeup done because I was the Mm. only one. So there's also just this pressure to have your hair, your makeup done, the dress, the shoes. And that's just for the day of, and it gets really, really expensive. Like she said, I will say though, even since I've been married, I got married in 2011. I feel like it's gotten even more out of control. I feel like yeah. society has just increased the expectations for how we celebrate marriages or honestly, just how we celebrate many things, just everything. And I yeah, think like, it's, it's going hard. I got to I got to stop because this, this is like the weird thing. Cause Social media has really amped everyone up to where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if people are just trying to outdo each other or you're trying to be the most creative, but there's like all these other events that are tied to the wedding. Like you have, you can have like the engagement party. You can have the, like the, you have your own individual, like bachelor or bachelorette party. You may have like, we're going to take a, a, a combined bridal party trip. Oh, we're going to have mm-hmm. the rehearsal dinner. Oh, maybe we have like a special dinner for family and friends who can't make it. Like, oh, maybe we're going to go do this post-wedding party. Like, it's like there's more and more events that are just like stacking on everything that used to just be like one, maybe two little events tied to something. Now mm-hmm. it's, well, we got to do all this stuff and we got to record it and we got to post it. We got to make content out of it. It became, it's become a whole thing. Yes. And that it has to be creative and it has to be cute, right? Like 
honestly, my rehearsal dinner wasn't cute or creative. No. We were at the front end of a Italian restaurant that Matt and I loved to go to when we were dating. We had like one pic, like one thing, picture, big picture frame of like us as like growing up through the years, like separately. And then our engagement picture. And that was it. There was nothing that was <laughs> Pinterest worthy or social media <laughs> worthy. And I feel like that there was not that pressure back then because literally, I mean, I don't even know if Instagram was around then, or if it was, you were only friends with your people that you knew and that was it. So I feel like as a, as a society on a whole, there's all of this increased expectations. And I'm going to say not just with weddings, baby showers, homecoming. Mm. I see a lot of like, cause my kids in sixth grade. And so I'm have friends that have older children that are, their children are doing these incredible homecoming proposals. Yeah. Like, like, like they're getting married. Yeah. I'm like, why? I don't understand. Like what, what remains special if everything is special, if, yes. if everything is over the top and special, what is there to look forward to? But regardless, so this isn't just the case with that. It's also the case with vacations and going to Europe and uh, it's out of this world, out of control. So let's bring it back to Kate's, yeah, I know, Kate's I know. situation. Sorry, I took us on a tangent because I was just like, it's just, it's just gotten out of control. We're just doing too much stuff now at this it point. It has. It really <laughs> has. And I, I don't know if there's an answer. I mean, obviously, like we can't fix society as a whole in terms of how we set expectations for celebrating life events, right? Yeah. We can't yeah. change that. But what we can do is try to, I guess, create boundaries around what we choose to participate in and what we don't choose to participate in. It's one thing to say, hey, I'm not going to go to this coworker's really fancy, expensive night out versus my best friend who wants me to be there for her by her side yeah. on this day. That's totally two different things of saying no to. So I understand how it's hard to say no to some of these expenses when it comes to weddings. What do you think? It is because it's it's a it's a completely different thing. Like it's one's just a, a casual you know night out or something versus a, a major life event. And I was okay. The thought that was running through my mind as you were talking was, do you do you think the approach to these situations? I guess you're like you know like you know these events are going to come up in your life. Like I'm happy as I get older, like less of these things come up for me versus when yeah. I was in my twenties. <laughs> but like, do you think that the the strategy is? I know I'm going to be subjected to these things. I know it's going to be expensive mm -hmm. and I can't even, I can't even pre-plan how expensive it's going to be because I don't know what they're going to be asking us to do. Do you, do you take the approach of, I should just have a, a savings account where I'm just like throwing money in there. Like on top of all the other money I got to save for retirement and whatever else I'm trying to do. I got to have an account, just throwing money in there just to be ready for when this stuff pops up. Or do you say, I'm just going to live my life like I normally would. And I'm going to, set stronger boundaries on what I'm willing to do, mm -hmm. even if that means I'm going to be maybe stuck in some awkward situation where I have to say no to some things that uh, may cause a little friction. Obviously, I'm going to say the first thing, like set aside <laughs> sinking fun. However, here's the deal. Kate is in her mid-20s. She likely has student loan debt. She is likely just don't recently put, started her career. Well, I'm just saying, let's look, <laughs> at, joking, let's look at a majority of people. They have student, they graduate 
from college. They have massive amounts of student loan debt. They're starting out at a beginner salary of something and they're just trying to get by. So then this, it's almost like it would be better if this was the added expense for like a 40 year old or a 50 year old who's a little bit further along in their life and can, can manage these types of things that come up. So here's what I say. I say, obviously try your best to create some sort of sinking fund, like literally open up a second savings account or another savings account and just call it a celebration. Like it's your celebration fund for whenever you have to celebrate these other people knowing that hopefully one day they'll get to celebrate you and put $50 a month into it. Even if you're like, I have nothing on the horizon. I have nothing in my calendar. Don't worry. It's going to happen. Then it can help offset the cost. Another thing I will say I did because I was a bridesmaid multiple times. Every time I was a bridesmaid, it was while we were on our debt-free journey. There was one wedding that match. I had to fly to it. Matt just didn't go. We could not afford for both of us to go. And, and for, we had a baby at the time, Evan was little, but what that meant was that I was paying for one flight Mm. and I was able to share a hotel room and split the cost of a hotel room with a friend who was also the bridesmaid. So that allowed it to be cut back the cost a little bit. So I would say get creative when it comes to those types of things. I wasn't willing to make the sacrifice of not going to the wedding and not being in the wedding, but I was fine with Matt not going Mm. and being there since I was the one who was close to this person and he really wasn't. Well, that's a good, I think that's a good option too, especially if I can a couple, like mm-hmm. they can definitely save you some money. Yeah. You know, I haven't been in the situation. I was, I was like going through my mind, like, okay, of the weddings I've been to, have any of them been like, you know, like extravagant, expensive things. And I think I must just surround myself with people who are kind of like oh. think like me as far as like how we spend money, because I can't mm-hmm. even think about like any of my friends, any coworkers, like everyone I've gone to their wedding. It's just been like a very, like it's been, they've been nice. They've all been very nice mm-hmm. weddings, but they've been like low key. I wasn't asked to spend some crazy amount of money. There weren't like 12 parties attached to it. It was just very, just straightforward. I think every, yeah. we're all, we're all my friends were all in a similar income bracket. I think that's what it is. So none of us were like independently wealthy or come from like families that have money could just put on this right. extravagant event to pay for extra things. So we all were working in the same budgets. So it made it very easy. Mm-hmm. So if you have any rich friends, I say drop them or become rich yourself. You'll no, rich. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You know, Amanda, my best friend, Amanda. Yeah. Her wedding was this extravagant, incredible event. And they spent a lot of money on this wedding. I will say, though, one of the things that they did is that they for the the night of the rehearsal dinner and the night of the wedding, they paid for the entire wedding party in everyone's associated hotel room. Ooh. Like so, so. So maybe if you have someone that's like a rich friend and you're there, maybe that'll help out with the cost. I don't know. So that was one thing that was amazing that they did. And then for their I think for her bachelorette party. They went to Vegas. I was eight months pregnant, so I didn't go. <laughs> Unfortunately, was I was so sad. <laughs> I, I didn't. I was really sad to miss it. But I think that they paid for everyone's flights or everyone's hotels and like food and stuff there too. I want to say. So this is why I like Amanda. I've, I've talked to your friend before. She's amazing. I can tell. Look, see, this is this is what I expect from someone that amazing. Because to yeah, me, she is. I I don't know. If this is controversial to say this, but. If you're having a wedding and you want to do expensive things that you expect everyone to go to, then you need to pay for it. Like, don't (gasps) either you're paying for it or don't expect me to pay for it and be mad that I'm not there. You know what? This is a really good point. Have you read that book, Die With Zero? 
No, but you told you told us about it. Okay. I read it. And in the book, he's talking about how he wanted to throw this really big party for, I don't remember if it was his 40th birthday or his 50th birthday. And he wanted to basically do like a destination birthday party, Mm. not a destination wedding, a destination birthday party. And he realized, hey, if I'm going to do this, some of my friends, some of the people who I really want to be here, I know they can't afford it. And so they, he chose to cover the cost for certain people. He, he did. And he says, like, I would much rather cover the cost because he had enough money to do that. He's this, mm. you know, rich guy and have them be there rather than them not be able to go. So it's yeah. almost like looking at it like that is so I think it's so beautiful. But obviously, when you're in your 20s, you that might not even be crossing your mind. Like, oh, yeah. I like- that just the idea of it. So back to Kate. I'm going to bring us, <laughs> bring us back, I know, to we're Kate. back to Kate. But then also, yes. I'm still standing by. If you want people to do expensive stuff, <laughs> either you pay for it or you let them out of it without any guilt. That's my that's my opinion. As for anyone listening who might be getting ready to guilt their friends <laughs> into paying a bunch of money to go on a trip. Yeah. So what do you think Kate should do? She's getting invited to these weddings. Bridesmaids like. Where do you th- how do you have that conversation? Hmm. I think because one, like like she's kind of getting prepared. Like I think she's doing the right thing by asking these questions now. Like in preparation, I know this is gonna come up. How should I be thinking about this? How should I handle this? And I think it's one, setting your boundaries, right? Like understanding what you're willing to do. And that includes mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm willing to save money now. I'm I can I, you know what, I know I want to do these things. It's gonna be important to me and my friends, my family. So I'm going to take the proactive steps of putting money aside now just for this purpose. Like I'm not gonna use it for anything mm-hmm. else. So if you can afford to do that, I'd say 100%. That's a great way to make sure you can be included in these things. Uh, do your best to estimate it. And which is so hard because you don't know. You have no idea what yeah. they're going to ask you to participate in. Um, so I would say like to me, I love going on Reddit. And I love going to Ooh. like when I Google, I go, I always throw Reddit on the back end of all my searches because you get I feel like you get real answers on Reddit. Like some of them are crazy and wild, of mm-hmm. course, but you get like real people responding. And so I would do something like, for me, because I'm not, I'd have been to a lot of weddings where I've had to pay a lot of money. So if I was like, oh, this is going to be coming up, I'd be like, okay, um, what's like, what's the most, or what's the most, or what's like a typical amount you've paid to be a part of a wedding event? Like, mm-hmm. and I'll put like, just throw Reddit at the end of that. And then I will go through and look through some of those posts to kind of get an idea. I'm like, okay, it could be somewhere around this. Or even just ask like your friends who've been, who've gone to weddings and, and have had yeah. to spend extra money. And then just get, kind of give myself a ballpark figure. Because in my mind, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to set aside $1,000. In reality, I should have had like $4,000 in right. account waiting. I, I don't want to be so far off because like I did all this work to save and it still wasn't mm-hmm. enough. So make sure you're in the, the range. That's kind of where I would start off. If I'm if I'm like Kate, I want to be prepared of being proactive and I know I want to attend these things. That's where I would start mm-hmm. with kind of getting ready for all of this. I love it. And then what I would say is decide what you want to participate in and what you don't want to participate in and what you do want to participate in, find out ways to cut costs. So whether you are going on a bachelorette party and you say, Hey, like when we went on my bachelorette party, it was five girls in one room and that helps cut the cost of a hotel room in Vegas. So find ways to cut costs on travel, on hotels, even for the wedding. I mean, typically you don't get a choice on if you're a bridesmaid, especially you don't get a choice on the dress you wear. But I was in a wedding once where I didn't get a choice on the dress I wore, but I got to choose my shoes. And you better believe I went to pay less and I got some black heels 
that I was probably never going to wear again, or I wore once or twice because I didn't have money to go drop $70 on some really nice shoes for this wedding that were this certain black color. So exactly. think about what you can control. Try to do your own makeup, try to do your own hair. I would even go as far as saying, if you do go to a lot of weddings, have a friend that you can like shop their closet for dresses. Like Ooh, not if you're a, a bridesmaid, idea. but if you're attending, if you're attending a wedding, say, Hey, I have a friend. She's around the same size as me. Like we're not going to all the same weddings. What can I go and wear some of your dresses? You wear some of my dresses, kind of like rent the runway, but you're not renting expensive dresses <laughs> and you pay no money for it. You can do the same thing with shoes. I've like borrowed shoes from a friend for a photo shoot once. I didn't want to go out and buy heels for one time photo shoot. So I, she was like, come, come to my closet and just shop my shoes basically. So I would say to get creative, you can do that with jewelry, with dresses, with shoes, go in as much as you can on splitting costs. And then I honestly think like, even if you want to go in on a gift with someone, if it's two Mm. bridesmaids that maybe they aren't, they're not with partners, they don't have spouses or partners that they're with, why not go in on a gift together? I mean, I is agree. it really like, you know, and, and keep it simple and keep it small as well. Like, don't feel like you have to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on gifts. Yeah, because I think like for me, like from the perspective of like the person like getting married, I'd rather get like instead of two gifts that were like, you know, understanding people got budget restrictions. Like so two gifts that like maybe mm-hmm. like are cheaper that they could just, you know, this just fit within their budget. Versus one mm-hmm. more meaningful gift that they can come together and buy together. I would, I would be like, oh, I'll choose that option. Like that would, I would prefer yeah. that over a lot of cheap gifts, maybe like one or two, like really nice exactly. things that I can use. Uh, and when you're talking about exactly. the clothing thing, I thought uh, what I thought of immediately was the people I grew up with, my friends. None of us were the same size. Like all of us were completely different heights, weights, widths, sizes. Like everyone, we were like, right. so we there was no sharing clothes between any of us that was not a possibility um but i, I don't think those, like, guys I, do that though they don't really <laughs> either like i can't think of maybe shoes but i don't even i don't even know that i don't i've never borrowed a piece of clothing from anyone i know uh but it's always weird when i see those those friends like we see groups of friends and i'm like why are these people all the same size like there's like eight people standing here and they're all the exact same um, like person <laughs> build wise yeah so i'm like i guess if you're one of those groups and y'all can just swap clothes and it'll be easy yeah so let me, that's, let me those are comment. my tips. Um, this came in from ADHD Phyla. She said, Erin Lowry has a great series on things like this. Uh, her book, Broke Millennial Talks Money, helps with this exact conversation plus more. Great book. And I think I actually have that. Here it is. Yeah, I think I have Boom. it too, actually. My, mine up there. Do you see my green copy up there? Oh, yeah. There we go. Broke Millennial Talks Money. I have mine money. too. Erin Lowry. This is part of her series. I think I have, I have all three, but I think I just have these two here. So her first one was just called Broke Millennial. And then mm-hmm. she has Broke Millennial Talks Money, which is, a, I believe, her second one. And then her mm-hmm. third one was Broke Millennial Talks Investing. So Aaron's yeah. a great person. I've had her on the podcast a few times. But if you're mm-hmm. looking for um, a good book series that kind of breaks down and stuff like that, boom, here you go. You got a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. Thanks, ADHD Fila. Appreciate that. Yeah. I love it. Well, Kate, I hope this helps you <laughs> just find ways to either learn how to say no and figure out what you want to go to. And then also if you choose to participate, you don't have to go to every single thing. And then I think also being honest, just saying like, Hey, I I want to support you. I want to be there for you. As you know, I'm in my twenties. Like you, I have a lot of student loan debt, so I won't be able to attend everything due to my budget. 
and costs, but I will come to as much as I possibly can. And when I'm there, I promise I'll be 100% present. I think being able to say something like that and then find ways to cut back, borrow as much as you can to make it cheaper. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, yeah. And again, a final tip. Oh, go for it. Are you going to read the comment? Yeah. I was like, you go ahead and read it. A fi- one final tip to wrap it up. From, I don't know how you, this is, I think, La Educada. Uh, I just, <laughs> like my Spanish reading there. I don't even know if that's in Spanish. Yeah, um, I just don't that have friends. Interesting. <laughs> Their recommendation is, I just don't have friends or pick fights before the wedding. Great cost savings. There you so, go. I mean, just saying, just saying, if you're like, hey, I don't want to go to any of this stuff. Boom. There you go. You, this is your perfect way to get out of this. <laughs> just to make sure you don't have any friends around wedding season, spring, summer, yes. get the people out of there become friends again like around fall get rid of them during christmas no christmas gifts hop back in in like february oh you can rotate it around. do you give christmas gifts to your friends uh no like actually your friend not really group? do y'all give gifts because i don't give gifts to my friends i don't it's it's it, it you know it depends it's very random and sporadic when we choose to give gifts to each mm-hmm. other but i say there's no we have no real obligation like most of our lives like as friends like we never did and then as we got older every now and then we might like pass a gift back and forth but it's kind of like what about family? Sorry, this is like totally random. But well, what we're, about we're family? We're going to take this to the break. After Scroggy Mama said, uh, Chris created that user, a new username. That was his comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to take I a quick break it. and we have come back. We'll, uh, we'll hop into our listener shout out. Welcome to Codependence, the weekly podcast that gives you direct access to me, Maya Allen, and my sis, Sierra Miller. Every week, we give you insider access into our sisterhood and lives. Part self-help and part comedic relief, Codependence is all about letting your guard down. Expect a lot of laughs and maybe some tears as we navigate this crazy world together. Join us every Wednesday for this funny, tea-spilling, shade-throwing podcast. We're back from the break for Chris, one of your favorite segments, the listener shout out. Why don't you take it away? Oh yeah. Okay. So listener shout out today. It's going to, we got a couple of things we're shouting out. So number one, yeah. we always love to shout out our anniversaries for our patrons. So Andrea, please, hopefully I'm saying your name correctly. Please correct me if I'm not. So Andrea hit one year of supporting us here on This Is Awkward on Patreon. Uh, we just really appreciate it. I mean, it's just, you help us keep the show running. Uh, to pay the bills <laughs> to make sure we can get this thing edited and, and posted up for everyone to listen. So we really, really appreciate the support and that you stuck with us for a whole year. That's a, that's a long time to be <laughs> listening to us and continuing to join us. So we really, really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, Andrea. And happy birthday or anniversary. I don't know which one we're going to say a little bit of both. Mm, happy happy birthday anniversary. Yeah. And then shout out to our three new patrons. Uh, we have Nico debt free in West LA. Who both Nico and Debt Free and West LA have been long listeners of the podcast. And also, I see them a lot over on the popcorn finance side too. So I appreciate them. And then uh, we have someone who goes by my MY. That's all they put as a name. I don't know who this is because I can't, if I you don't put your name, I can't see who you are. So, my whoever you are, thank you. We appreciate you joining us. Yes. And of course, if you're like, hey, I want to get in on this, I want to learn more about how to be a patron what it entails, kind of get with you behind the scenes of the podcast, then come join us. Starts at $3 a month. You can go to patreon.com slash this is awkward podcast. 
You get no ads. You can join our private Discord community. Join us live for recordings. It's really fun. It's just such a fun group of people we have in here. It's it's mm-hmm. we appreciate you all being so active and oh Eric in our Discord we've been talking about travel hacking. We've been talking about Allison's audio book. We've been we've been having some really good conversations in there. So I really appreciate you all being in there. And uh, oh, our comment from uh, Lai Dukata is uh, debt free in West LA. So hey. Welcome. Oh, She's been here with us live all this time. Didn't even realize that was her. <laughs> well, all thank right, you for so. joining us for another episode. And I guess we'll be back next week. Probably. You know, we clearly haven't talked about the next day, but we will post it yeah. in uh, Discord and Patreon when we uh, when we are going to be doing our uh, next live stream. So you can join yeah. us in whenever we put that up. So we'll okay, see you later. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>